Hello, 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 and thank you for pressing play on the latest edition of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast, your weekly dip into the world's game being played right here in the Great Lakes state of Michigan. How you doing? My name's Robert Kerr, host of the podcast, as always. Whether you're a coach, player, or supporter, this is the place to connect with the entire Michigan soccer community. What a weekend it was in world soccer, and we had a little bit of it going on locally here in Michigan. We are going to talk some indoor soccer. want to also encourage everybody to check out the previous episodes of the Michigan Soccer Central Podcast. Last week, a great interview with Michigan pro Russell Cicerone, and then the week before that, we had Mr. Soccer Kyle Pearson on the pod, so definitely go to your favorite audio platform or up on YouTube to check out those previous podcast episodes. want to give a shout-out to this week's Michigan Soccer Central We Are Soccer Team of the Week. Midwest United's 2008 girls won the U15 Super Y League Championship. Apparently a heated affair down there in Florida, I believe. They defeated Liverpool Central 3-1 in a penalty shootout. So congratulations and mucho kudos to this week's Michigan Soccer Central. We are Soccer Team of the Week. Midwest United 2008 girls, the winner of the U15 division of the Super Y League Championship. All right, this weekend marked the debut for a new league here in Michigan, both on the east side and the west side. Major League Indoor Soccer kicked off in earnest, and my next guest was there on the scene in Grand Rapids for the home debut of Rapid City Football Club. For the first time, I saw him in real life, too. Michigan Soccer Central's own Steve Corcoran. Welcome to the program once again. Thanks so much, Robert. Always a pleasure. Um, Yeah, it was great to see you in person. Finally, we've worked together for a little bit, but only over email and Slack. So uh, great great to finally make contact. Internet friends uh, in real life, it's fantastic. But uh, before we dig into the indoor soccer game that we both uh, were at on Saturday night, got to get out of the way. I was talking about at the top of the show, big sports weekend, uh, uh, locally, regionally, and obviously globally. Uh, Just a real quick take. What did you think of uh, the finale of the 2022 World Cup? Yeah, absolutely not the um, most qualified to talk about this, but uh, uh, <laughs> happy to give my two cents. I'm an Argentina guy. I'm a messy guy, so uh, super happy to see him finally get it. Um, Mbappe got the last one. He can have the next one. Uh, he can have the next three if you ask me, but this one was special for me as a Messi fan. So uh, yeah, I guess that about sums it up. I'm pretty giddy. Yeah, next week I'm hoping to get on the pod. I've tracked down a Michigander who was there in Qatar, so hopefully get some stories out of uh, a local that was there on the scene on the World's Game Pinnacle event. It certainly was uh, a heart-racing affair, and then we were treated to some American football that was actually worth watching the Lions winning. It was quite 
quite a Sunday of sports. But the task at hand, you and I were at an indoor soccer game in snowy Grand Rapids on Saturday night. I was on the call. You were in the stands taking photos and generally taking it all in. What did you think of uh, Major League Indoor Soccer's debut, Rapid City FC versus the Cleveland Crunch? Yeah, first want to say thanks for making it out. Um, it was great to see you on the other side of the state, especially uh, when we were hit by a great amount of snow, um, like right when you were traveling. So I know that couldn't have been easy. Uh, love to see you around, though. Uh, I thought the game was great. Uh, I had no idea what to expect. It was their first home game ever. This is a brand new club um, created by some people that have been in the Grand Rapids soccer scene for some time. Uh, like Lewis Stevens from Grand Rapids FC, who you had on the pod before, actually. I'm just recalling that. But, uh, yeah, the uh, atmosphere was interesting. Um, it was at Michigan Soccer or Sports Academies, uh, their uh, sports spot location in Kentwood. Um, it's a mostly recreational and training facility, uh, like you've mentioned, uh, off-air. It's so much different indoor and i really love the fast-paced game uh we have the added benefit that futsal doesn't of having like hockey rink walls uh in arena soccer so uh we saw a lot of scoring a lot of intense uh back and forth play uh grand rapids didn't come out on top against the uh i guess uh great chemistry of cleveland uh, they've been established for a little bit now, but uh, overall, it uh, it was a great atmosphere and uh, uh, a good surprise for a new team. Yeah, I'd say it was pretty solid for the scene the, or for the venue. There seemed to be, uh, I mean, a crowd that that could be expected. With you know, it wasn't really like an arena, but it was. Uh, at least I was on the opposite side from you. Uh, what was the, the, the vibe like on your side where most of the, uh, the attendees were? Yeah, I was hesitant and, uh, struggling to find the way to describe it just because it's such a different kind of event, uh, at, uh, MSA sports spot where, uh, they're having all their home games, uh, where, uh, there's some bleacher seating, but there's a lot of standing room. Uh, it's, it feels almost like a social space where you can talk to people, hang out. They had a beer tent. Um, some uh, sponsor booths uh, like Alpha Human Performances, their presenting sponsor, they had some people there. Uh, so you could be watching the game, you could be talking with people, having a beer. Uh, just a, a different experience than you would see in a more traditional uh, soccer facility. Yeah, I've never been to uh, that facility before, and I was pretty impressed. Uh, lots of different sizes, uh, boarded fields, futsal uh, courts, a whole bunch of different... Uh, size things and also a very small one look for look like it was probably for like little kids or three on three or something so lots of different fields and varieties but where the feature event was i thought it was pretty cool that it had like the plexiglass rather than like the white boards because i grew up playing the soccer zone and stuff and they had like those white boards you can't you know yeah. it's like a wall but 90 percent right. of all the boards were see-through like plexiglass which was pretty rad so where we, the announcing booth was essentially like on the side, like looking through the window, which was unique, but uh, 
you know, for front, front row seat, I definitely like saw some some balls and some some guys get smashed in front of me at at my table there. But uh, yeah, definitely action packed. I didn't know that they had uh, a beer tent and stuff over there. That's that's pretty uh, cool addition. And then um, I saw some photos. You you got some photos through the glass. Uh, how might you shoot it next time? Mm. I'd love to have a ladder. Um, the glass is great for spectating, uh, but I got a nice little glare off of my photo lens or my camera lens. So uh, a ladder to get above the glass onto the net would be awesome. Or maybe stand behind the goals. Uh, just, a, you know, it was my first outing uh, in arena soccer. So still learning the ropes. Uh, you did make a cameo or two uh, in my photos. I think in the, uh, in the title photo of our uh, match graphic on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, uh, you're in the background there. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out at Michigan Soccer Central, MI Soccer Central. Yeah, at MI Soccer Central across all social media platforms. Thank you for following if you already do. But yeah, I think I'm, uh, if you want to see Rob with headphones, um, I'm in the background there lurking. But the game itself, Rapid City FC, you alluded to it. They fell in their home debut at the MSE Sports Spot by a score of 10-6 to the Cleveland Crunch. Um, what did you make of the play? And uh, actually, let's just focus on the home team. What did you think of the, the Rapid City team? Sure. Um, I think there's potential. It's got to be so tough to come together for the first time as a brand new team. Uh, I don't know how long they trained together before this, but uh, really what I saw was it was a little choppy. I think the chemistry out there leaves a little bit to uh, to be desired, but um, uh, I recognize a few players that have played together in the past for club teams, uh, so they seem to be linking up well, and there's a lot of good pure talent. Uh, a lot of it coming from uh, the west side of state, but we have uh, uh, some people from out of the area as well. Uh, so there's a good mix of guys. Um, I'm interested to see where they'll go. They had a great first outing on the road against Cincinnati. Uh, took them down 8-1 to one on the road. So uh, that was a, a great first outing that I wasn't able to attend, but um, sounded like a good performance for a like a brand new team. And it's unfortunate that the Home result didn't go our way, but I think there's uh, there's potential, like I said. I was pretty impressed with uh, a couple players that I saw out there. Um, to your point, I didn't necessarily I th- didn't think that Rapid City had a lack of chemistry. You could just tell that Cleveland had just more of it and more nous and more. They kind of understood they were definitely more of a, a – you could tell they were more established, but – on the Rapid City side, Chris Mendez, number 33, the tall defender, um, for his stature was really good with the, yeah. the ball on his feet. I was really impressed with him. And then uh, Giuseppe Baroni was, he, I think, one man of the match. And he was definitely, like, in the mix of all most of the plays. And probably their, their most uh, intricately worked goal came off with him finishing it off at the end. I really liked that. Um, but the game was uh, a seesaw affair. I think um, there was a lot of goals, but basically uh, Cleveland jumped out to a 2-0 lead. And then uh, Cleveland, it was a scoreless first quarter. And then uh, the scoring really fired up in the second. 
Um, I had to get used to quarters and blue cards and penalty minutes and shift changes. That's different. But on the second quarter, yeah, Cleveland scored twice. And then Rapid City, Rapid City scored, I think, five, three in a row. And then uh, it was another game of runs where then um, the visitors jumped out to, I think, a two, five, three lead, I think, at, at halftime, something like that. A couple goals, but it was pretty, pretty tightly contested. And then in, uh, in the third, um, Cleveland pulled out, pulled away just a little bit. Right. Yeah, but I think that Rapid City hung in there. And uh, you're right to say that uh, there was chemistry there. I hope I didn't sound uh, too critical because, uh, yeah, these guys were great. They put up six on uh, on a team that's played together a lot, uh, which is impressive in and of itself. Yeah, the, the the one probably notable moment of the game, and I thought that third quarter, I think the score was 8-6 at the time. Um, maybe 8-5, but, you know, relatively close. I think it was 8-5 at the time, and it was really fired up, and the game was at, at full motion, lots of intensity. The players were linking up well, and there was lots of good sequences. And then, unfortunately, there was... Uh, a severe injury to a Rapid City FC player, uh, Cole Russell, uh, just like a 50-50 ball, and uh, his leg gave out and uh, went down instantly. Everybody in the arena knew he was hurt, and then uh, it, due to the weather conditions, the, the emergency services took about an hour to get there. And then after treatment and everything, I believe the de- delay was about 90 minutes or so, so... A game that probably would have been said and done within two, two and a half hours was like a four-hour experience. But really uh, hope that uh, the player uh, is recovering well. That must have been, uh, pardon my French, but that must have been hell just laying on, on the floor for an hour and a half waiting for the ambulance to show up with a broken leg but uh, or severely injured leg. But, um, yeah, so eventually – uh, play did resume, and then uh, I I don't know after such a long delay, what's the psychology there? Uh, I mean, players were like laying like after you know players were staying warm, limbering up for a while, and then when it like came clear like this is gonna be a long delay, like players were just like laying down and just waiting, waiting, yeah. waiting, waiting, and so I I was actually impressed that um, they got back to it after the delay and. But uh, kind of Cleveland was well on top there um, and eventually got it was, I think, six to nine. And then they got an, an empty netter because one of the tactics of indoor soccer, and I feel like a total noob because I'm sure there's some indoor soccer aficionados know this is uh, probably natural. But uh, the goalies joining in on the play a lot, like uh, when there was offensive pressure, the goalie would come up almost every time to provide a an extra man they they were intricate intricate to some of the goals like uh uh the cleveland goalie got at least one assist and uh the rapid city goalie miguel cervantes uh he almost scored he like hit the crossbar at one point so i was not expecting the goalies to play such a uh a, a heavy hand in the offensive play yeah uh miguel can shoot um he uh, he actually he's 
he scored a goal in the final of the uh, Takeover Tour Championships, uh, hosted by Soccer Rebellion uh, in Knoxville earlier this year. Uh, we reported on that um, back when that happened. But yeah, he uh, he knows how to how to play with his feet and just let it rip when he needs it. Yeah, that was when you were on last time. Was the the Soccer Rebellion report? And so he he's he just lashed one in. Oh yeah, yeah, from like half field no one was expecting it that kind of uh opened up for him a little bit and he saw the opportunity and ripped it so at that takeover tour were they were the goalies joining in a lot like that uh, yeah it was it was a little bit similar i think um a little more reserved for uh takeover tour because uh it might have had something to do with not having uh walls um it was a, a traditional grass field with uh border lines um touch lines so um maybe that contributed to them being playing a little more carefully uh i couldn't give you a better analysis than that but uh from time to time you will see a keeper get in on the action uh on turf as well yeah so yeah overall i had uh, a real i really enjoyed the experience um I'm looking forward to January 8th when Rapid City comes east to play the other Michigan side that's in Major League Indoor Soccer. Waza Flow, they played their first two games in Major League Indoor Soccer this past weekend. They played on the road versus Cincinnati and then at home versus that very same Cleveland Crunch. Uh, They fell in both games, but... uh, both Michigan Major League indoor soccer teams up and running and um, Rapid City FC coming east to the Detroit City Fieldhouse where Waza Flow are playing on the 8th of January. And um, if there's no conflict, I'm really bad. I'll say I'll be anywhere. But then uh, <laughs> there's a voice later on often that says that uh, there's a conflict. But in my mind right now, I'll, I think I'll be going to that. Yeah, I'm definitely hoping to make it as well. Uh, support the two new Michigan teams. I've never been to the Detroit City Fieldhouse, um, uh, but you know I've seen photos, I've seen video of it. It looks like a great atmosphere for this kind of game. Uh, so yeah, that that's absolutely one to look forward to. Uh, now that uh, the World Cup is over and uh, we got this indoor soccer stuff to take in and some futsal stuff and. The club kids are playing, but uh, are you looking forward to club soccer, like on TV, the European stuff coming back, or are you a little bit like need to take a break? No, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I'm an Arsenal fan. Uh, going back, going back a little ways. I got the tweets to prove it. I'm not on the bad bandwagon. I promise. Uh, <laughs> Is there a uh, lot but- of pointing people out? for that uh, going on online right now like well, new Arsenal I, don't, fans. I don't want people thinking that i'm just jumping on right now um but i am a relatively new fan uh as of the last five years or maybe less so uh so you joined during some suffering oh yeah i've seen the suffering uh haven't seen too much glory uh but uh i like to watch a Thierry Henry highlight now um, highlight reel now and then so Get a little taste of what I missed. So I'm looking forward to club club ball. This is a uh, I'm actually very eager for it. This uh, dead week uh, in between the World Cup and uh, 
the Premier League specifically coming back is tough for me. Yeah, I started a new job like right when the tournament was starting. And so like the the World Cup being on in the background while I'm doing the new job has kind of been like the wallpaper of this new position. So the I have to start the new chapter of uh, that not being the case. But um, I bet that's actually probably bad timing for this World Cup because Arsenal was marching on and they all had to take a break. Yep. Yeah, it will be very, very interesting uh, to see how it pans out now that, you know, it, it's like the equivalent of icing the kicker. If we want to talk uh, American football again. <laughs> yeah, I, I ice the gunners. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, we'll see. Uh, hope the hope the boys are strong mentally and can keep it going. And we played some friendlies in downtime for guys that were either knocked out earlier or uh, didn't uh, feature in the World Cup. So not everyone is coming off of tired legs. We've got some uh, got some guys that have played some club ball during this uh, downtime for the World Cup. Well, Steve, it was a pleasure to uh, see you in real life on Saturday night. Yes. And uh, I somehow did make it home safely. Uh, that first 30 miles east out of Grand Rapids was dicey. Mm -hmm. uh, there's no quite feeling that'll pucker you up in the backside than seeing, you know, car after car slid off and then a jackknife semi on the other side of the highway. Yep. But, uh, yeah, especially after that, what, 90 minute delay. Yeah. Those eyelids have to be heavy. Uh, the, the, the tiredness is, is never the factor. It's the, I don't want to crash because I know it'll be like two hours before an ambulance comes to get me. Right. But uh, thank you for coming on to the show once again. And thank you for all your contributions to Michigan Soccer Central. Um, keep it tuned in, listener. Uh, like I'm going to be getting some, uh, like I said at the beginning of the interview, I have tracked down a Michigander who made the trip to Qatar and I think went to about a half a dozen games. So he should have some stories for us. And I've also got some Michigan pros that are back in town for their off season. So some good stuff lined up. Thank you to Steve for joining the podcast this week. Thank you to all of the guests that come on this program and share their time, insights, and experiences. Always appreciate that. Je Thank you to Jenny Hajnaki for editing the show as always. I know she is enjoying the uh, Lions winning streak as well. Makes her day job a lot more fun when that team's doing well. And thank you to the MSC core team. Without you guys, this show does not go. And until next time, everybody, please enjoy your soccer. <laughs>